Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Hey everyone, and welcome to another week of Loud and Queer here on Sin. We're Sin's home of queer discussion and queer musicians all around the world. You can tune in to our show every Sunday, 4 to 5 pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, on 90.7 FM in Melbourne, or even stream us live at um, sin.org.au. At the top there, we heard from local rapper slash singer songwriter Imbi the Girl with their latest single, I Used To, Feet Supergo. So to kick things off, um, I'm Emily, 21, I'm Arrow Ace, and my pronouns are she and her. Hey guys, um, my name's Matilda, I'm 18, queer, and pronouns are she, her. And I'm Danny, 23, bi, and pronouns they, them, or he, him. And on today's shows, we'll be doing the news whip around as per usual, and a little bit later on, we'll be having a chat about stereotypes. And of course, we will be finishing up today with everyone's favourite, Froth or Not. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at SinLoud. Don't be scared to say hey, especially if you're from interstate or even overseas. We love getting to know our queer pals all across the globe. Absolutely. Sending big love to all our listeners. We're going to keep the ball rolling now and throw to our first song for this lovely Sunday afternoon. Um, Danny, <laughs> what are we going to go come up with? So we're going to hear from local legend Alex Leahy with their single Unspoken History. You're tuned into Loud and Queer on Sin. Due to some confusing, boring legal stuff, Sin can't podcast any of the knee-slapping tracks that are played on air. To dance along with us in the studio, you'll need to listen live. Tune your radio dial to 90.7 or stream it online at sin.org.au. Hey guys, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. My name's Matilda and I'm joined here with Emily and Danny. You just heard Alex Leahy's track, Unspoken History, and right now we're going to kick off with some of this week's news. Danny, what have you got for us? Yes, and just before we begin, I do just want to remind our listeners of our hotlines if any of the stories we speak about today do bring up any sort of unwanted feelings. So you can contact QLife on 1800 or alternatively Lifeline 13 That's 1800 for QLife and 13 for Lifeline. Now, the article I wanted to speak about today was found, I found in the, well, actually, our normal regular presenter, Amy, found it for me in the Star Observer. And the title of this article is What Scott Morrison's Re-election Means for LGBTQIA plus Australians. And it kind of is just an article that basically lists all of Scott Morrison's cock-ups and everything he's <laughs> failed to do for us. However, there were a couple of, I guess, positive points in the article, which I will touch on later. And for anyone who follows politics, Australian politics, Mm. most of the stuff I'm about to mention, you will have already heard about, I would imagine. One of the quotes from the article that I did copy down is that up until this point, Scott Morrison's track record on LGBTQIA plus rights has been tenuous 
at best. Yeah. I feel like that's a shared sentiment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Amy, I mean, sorry, Emily. I'm <laughs> um, Emily and I are both political nerds, so we know that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like it's quite an obvious statement. However, I think that the one that got to me most was his just refusal to acknowledge and I guess support the Safe Schools initiative and the oh. horrible quote where he was calling um, instructors who were sort of hired to make schools safer spaces for transgender students and non-binary students and he labelled them as gender whisperers and just really, uh, I don't even know what to say, just really stuffed it up. Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, yeah. I just imagine all those like trans kids seeing this elected member of parliament, now prime minister, saying things like that as if their identities were told to them, as if they couldn't feel these things for themselves. I have an amazing transgender friend and I just cannot imagine um, what it would be like to hear that sort of stuff perpetrated specifically towards you from our prime minister. Yes, and as someone for me, I didn't come out until I was 19. So all through my high school years, like very, very closeted. My school had no, absolutely no support or anything like that. And the other thing that in the article that kind of touched a nerve for me was that he reportedly, you know, delayed moves in religious, in faith-based schools in ending discrimination there. And as someone who was raised Catholic, who I'm like an atheist now, but was raised Catholic. And I don't think, I think there's a lot of Australians who don't come from religious backgrounds, don't understand how harmful that can be for some people growing up queer. And I do understand there are queer people who are religious and I respect that. I respect religious freedom, but there are certain, you know, there's potential for that to become problematic for queer people, especially queer children. And I feel like for Scott Morrison, just to not even make an effort to try and understand how some queer people have had bad experiences with that and make no effort to maybe mediate that experience for people in schools really angers me. I went to Catholic school and the way that the um, the church treats queer people is abhorrent and it needs change and unfortunately our Prime Minister won't give that to us. Especially within the Catholic and religious schooling systems where he's saying that we shouldn't mess too much with it because it's religious freedom. But my opinion, this is also coming from someone that was raised Catholic but is now an atheist. My opinion is that the government still gives money to these schools. Like These schools aren't just completely independent of our government system. And I don't think our government should be giving money to any organisation that would promote the hatred of a particular group. So when there are schools that would discriminate against queer students or queer teachers, as is often the case as well, maybe they shouldn't be getting government funding. My opinion. I know mm. it's a bit... It's I, I went to Catholic school. Um, I had a music teacher who was... Um, feminine and he was not allowed to speak about his sexuality ever. Everyone was of course su- student wise everyone was of course supportive of him but it's it's the way that these schools are, are held up by people like um, Scott Morrison to be examples of faith which 
doesn't sit well with me, and I'm sure mm. it doesn't sit well with a lot of Australians. Mm. We're kind of opening another can of worms Sorry, here. No, no, but, the whole can no, of worms. But what yeah. I was going to say is that I think a lot of people, when they hear, you know, queer people sort of talking out against, say, the Catholic Church, they feel like we've sort of been actively persecuted by other Catholics. But sometimes it's more we were silenced and yeah. we we didn't give the opportunity to get the opportunity to voice who we truly were and that is just as violent as actively you know yeah. persecuting someone as well before we we're going to wrap up this story because otherwise we're going to talk for days and days yeah. before i pass over to you matilda i do want to mention some of the positive no- notes that were mentioned in the article so it was stated that the coalition announced that they will or they would channel 3 million into queer mental health funding they also said they're committed to supporting the National LGBT, LGBTI Health Alliance and its suicide prevention program, Mind Out, and confirmed also a boost in funding to QLife of $2 million over two years. Make of that what you will. We'll see if they fulfil those promises or He's not. He's hoping so, yeah. Yeah. yeah if it, um, I do recommend checking out this article to maybe get... A more of a well-rounded understanding of it. Um, it's on the Star Observer and it's called What Scott, Morris- Scott Morrison's Re-election Means for LGBTQIA plus Australians. Matilda, what have you got for this week? Great. So I'm sure we have all heard if we have tuned into Twitter or Instagram over the past week that popular children's program Arthur had their first gay wedding, which was nice to see, um, wherein popular character Mr. Ratburn marries a man. Now, the show has been labelled progressive and a step in the right direction. However, not everyone is happy about this. Um, Alabama Public Television Station is refusing to air the episode of The Wedding. Mike McKenzie, who is the director of the programming at Alabama, told um, AL.com the station has no plans to air the episode either now or in the future. Um, According to AL.com, the station also previously refused to air an Arthur episode that included um, a character with two mums. So it seems to be a recurring theme. Um, The news has people fired up, especially with Alabama already in the spotlight for signing a bill into banning abortion in the States, which I believe we spoke about last week. Um, Despite the chaos, people around the world have commended the show's creator, Mark Brown, on its inclusivity and representation. Brown has defended his decision issuing statements that can be found in an article by Metro News. If you guys wanted to check out more about this story, um, you can check out BuzzFeed and Metro News. Yeah, so what do you guys think about this one? Um, I always find it so strange, actually, when when people try to censor queer content as if that's going to be saving the children. <laughs> um, I don't think kids are going to be hurt at all by seeing a, a rat marrying Arbach. <laughs> that's more strange to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this also reminds me of, I think a couple of weeks ago in the show, sort of on the flip side, we spoke about how Marvel were queer baiting. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't seen the movie, the Avengers movie. I'm still mad about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, rightly so. Um, so that's what this article made me think of. But, yeah, I, I agree with what you said, yeah. Emily. Just I don't understand why yeah. there's a big... A lot, a lot of people have, um, have a big problem with gay characters in children's TV shows, but they have no problem with shows like... Um, 
Sleeping Beauty and what's that one with Emma Watson? Beauty and the Beauty Beast. And the Beast. Yeah. There's a bit of, bit of bestiality there, but that's fine. That's fine for the kids. <laughs> well but no, no gay weddings. That's absolutely not okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Emily, do you have anything for us? Uh, yeah, I do. Now, I know that the election has made everything seem very, you know, doom and gloom. So I think I decided to share some good news. Yay, Yay, let's hear it. We love good news here. And my good news is that Penny Wong is still in the Senate. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) No one can stop her from doing that. She wasn't even up for election. It's great. She's there for another three years at least. Yes. Um, So I read a great opinion piece published by SBS that is about what it means for queer Asian Australian women like Penny Wong to thrive in places like the Australian Parliament. Um, These spaces are usually dominated by straight, cis, white men. So having a representation that goes so far against the grain in that respect is so important. Penny Wong gives girls, immigrants, people of colour and queer people someone to look up to in one of the most important places in Australia. And the brilliant thing about Penny Wong and the main reason why I look up to her so much is that she is so out and proud about all of her identities. She refuses to let people dictate to her what she should be and how she should act. And especially in recent years, she has done a number of amazing speeches in which she speaks truth to power, calling out racism, sexism and homophobia in our parliament. With voices like hers, even after that mess of an election, I feel like our democracy is safe and I feel like we are still represented. So what are you guys' thoughts on this representation in our parliament? Penny Wong is my idol. Here's the thing. (laughs) Representation matters. It doesn't matter if it's in music or TV or the Australian parliament. Representation matters and it's awesome seeing her up there. I am a big Penny Wong fan. And Emily, haven't you met Penny Wong? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Okay, I've met her a couple times. She's really good friends with my aunt because they both worked within the Labour Party. And she went to my aunt's wedding back in 2010. And I'm very proud to say I gave her and her partner a cupcake each. Oh, and they said thanks. So and they were cute. really nice. And they're like, oh, my God, you're so cute. Like, Because I was like a little girl, like really small. And yeah. they're like, oh, my God. And I was like crying because even at like... It was 2010, so I was quite young. I was only like 12, 13 years old. Mm. But I was still like, oh my God, it's Penny Wong! (laughs) (laughs) In her presence! That's amazing. Well, big love to Penny Wong. And we're going to throw to our next song now. Emily, what have we got coming up? Well, coming up, we have Playing With Me. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I'm not sure. By Carl and Kalani. Awesome. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Did you know we have a Facebook group? Find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. So you just heard from Steve Lacey with his track Guide and Danny's going to be talking more about that song in Froth or Not a little later on. Absolutely. Um, so Danny, <laughs> what are we getting into right now? So we're going to have a wee chat about stereotypes now, especially as members of the queer community. Just before we begin again, I do want to remind our listeners of our hotlines just because I want to make sure everyone's taking care of themselves and reaching out if they do need some support. So QLife is contactable on 1800 184 527. That's 1800 184 527. And Lifeline is contactable on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Who wants to kick it off? 
Okay, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, I have a lot of really fun ones being someone who is asexual. Um, my absolute favourite one that I also see a lot when I'm trying to find like asexual people in history, and that is that asexuality is just another way of saying celibate. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, yeah, because people don't understand the difference. They go, or oh, is there really a difference between being asexual and being celibate? And it's just like, yeah, there's a huge difference in that being asexual is not having that desire to have sex or engage in sex, while being celibate is not doing it for other reasons but still having that desire. Yeah. Like celibacy is a choice, an active choice that people make. But the really annoying thing is, is that I, a couple of weeks ago, I looked up famous asexual people because I was just curious. Fun fact, there's not many, um, <laughs> but it went through like asexual people in history. And one of the people that came up was Nikola Tesla. And I'm just like, oh, is he asexual? I knew he never had a partner. And I read through everything. And it's like, he's not necessarily asexual. He didn't say he was asexual. He said that he doesn't want to have any sexual relations with women because they would get in the way of his work. He's not asexual, people. He's just kind of sexist. (laughs) He's just misogynistic. There is a difference. There's actually a really awesome um, asexual YouTuber who I watch. Her name's Christine Slimenko. I think that's how you say her last name. Sidelko. (laughs) Sidelko. Anyway, she does like vines and stuff and she's like, she's really cool. Anyway, back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Back to me. Um, (laughs) um, The other most prominent one is definitely like that whole we're either very, very, very childish and immature, so we're asexual because we just don't have the emotional maturity to engage in sex just yet. And throwing it out there for everyone, I am a mature person. I'm an adult, yes. believe it or not. Um, here I am. I'm actually, I think, the second oldest person here right yes. now. Yes, yeah. So I'm not even the youngest here. I'm not a child. And also the other one is that we're emotionless like robots. I have so many emotions. <laughs> What's your star sign? I'm a Libra. <laughs> but I think also on that note, Emily, in the break we were talking about, because I'm a bi person, and there's that element of erasure for ace mm. and arrow and bi people as well. And you always have... They can be the most well-intentioned people or supportive people, especially um, when they're conversing with bi people and sort of just assume that it's a phase and things like that. I've even had friends, they ask me, like, really annoying questions, like, oh, so who do you think you'll end up with, like, a guy or a girl? Oh, and it's like, oh God. my bisexuality isn't limited to just picking from the binary who I prefer or anything <laughs> like that. Like, my bisexuality is that I'm attracted to more than one gender, to multiple genders, and I feel like people just need to educate themselves more about what bisexuality actually is. And it can become quite frustrating. Another, I'm just ranting here, but like another question I had was after I came out to one of my close friends, they asked me, oh, so how long have you been bi for then? (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 I just came out to you. I've always been bi. This wasn't like a new fashion trend or something. This is who I've always been. It's just I've recently become comfortable enough to be open with you. And then... I feel like any queer person listening and you two sitting with me today would have experienced those sorts of quite irritating questions. Yeah, definitely had the same question. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on these stereotypes Um, So the listeners can't see what I look like, but I'm quite a feminine person. Um, I always have been. It's a huge part of my identity. 
um, one of the things that I really do love about myself is my femininity and it's something that's really important to me. So there's just this massive stereotype that all gay women are like lacking in femininity and I love like butch women. I've got great butch women friends who are gay but like why do people instantly assume that you look a certain way when you identify a certain way? That just, like, really frustrates me. And people are like, oh, you're gay. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, are you sure you're not bi? And I'm like, yep, I'm I'm sure. Like, I just, I like pink and I wear lipstick. What does that mean? Like, I don't know why they get so confused about that. Yeah, I feel like assumptions and stereotypes like that, because it's a similar stereotype for gay men, where gay men are expected to be very, very, very feminine. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of rooted in misogyny, if I'm to be completely honest, because they see gay women and go oh, you're attracted to men, or sorry, you're attracted to women, so you must be a man, because only men are attracted to women, and like, it's vice versa, so it's a feminine thing to be attracted to men, and it's a masculine thing to be attracted to women, and it's just disgusting. And then there's also this um, common misconception, that's just like this phrase (laughs) that gets thrown out there, and it's like, um, if trans women are lesbians, why did they transition? And it's like, well... Because they're trans women, you know, they're not just men who dress yeah. up. Oh my god, that one irks me. Um, another one I get a lot is that there's always like a guy in the relationship, which yeah. first of all, is yep. the, it's so heteronormative. That is the bot. That is the, <laughs> it's not got nothing to do with men. All right, my my love life has nothing to do with men. But I think what they mean is there's always like a more masculine woman will end up with a more feminine woman, and it just doesn't work like that all the time. It doesn't. And there's even these stereotypes even exist within the queer community. Like I've heard other gay women like make fun of when there's a couple of two femme lesbians. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. And so there are tensions within the queer community itself as well. And especially say, for example, um, I've come across gay guys like sort of in, I guess, the dating scene who have sort of doubted you or looked at you differently because you were bi and then sort of kind of... I don't know, being a bit sus yeah, or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, can can we trust him kind of thing. Like, Yeah, so I'm not like a double agent like, <laughs> reporting back to the straights or something. It's really annoying. Another thing um, with, with gay women is that we're thought to be like hypersexual. And it's like, because I think, um, like, I don't like the word lesbian. It's got nothing to do against the word lesbian. I just don't use it because it's been so over-sexualized in, in um, adult filmmaking and and... I don't want to throw men under the bus, but men like kind of over sexualize um, what it is to be a gay woman. So, like, there's just this common mis- misconception that I'm like this hypersexual being. And it's like, no, I'm just really average. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super average, I can promise you. You know, I think that's just the issue, though, within like queer communities and how we're represented to non queer communities in that I think being gay is very much fetishized, especially for women because it's like it's a whole genre of porn that straight men consume and it's just like women don't have sex with each other for the pleasure of men no but there's just something that doesn't click I think (laughs) with a lot of people right it's just like what not me not for me yeah what (laughs) so Danny I'm sure you like might have heard it um that like bisexual men aren't committed to coming out as gay so it makes it easier for them to come out as bi i've heard that quite a few times that coming out as bi is easier Easier. than coming out 
to be honest, well, I've never come out as a gay man, so I can't speak to that experience. But like I mentioned before, I had to deal with a lot of annoying questions when I did come out as bi. I guess, I mean, during, say, for example, high school where I was closeted, maybe I had an easier experience than maybe a gay man because, you know, in high school I still dated girls. Yeah. So there wasn't... A con- like I feel like I might have been less in sort of under the microscope, like trying to figure me out sort of thing. And because I'm not super, you know, feminine presenting or anything, maybe I sort of slid under the radar a bit more and it, maybe that made my experience easier. I guess made it easier in the sense that I deflected probably a lot of external maybe bullshit. Yeah. But, I, you know, I still had my inner stuff to deal with and yeah. figuring out my identity. I feel like it's probably quite problematic in a sense to sort of try and measure different people within the queer community and whose experience has been harder, who's been easier. I feel like we're stronger as a community if we just try to understand each and everyone's yeah. experience. People don't need to examine other people's um length of struggle that they go through yeah. everyone's just here and queer and we're just trying to like get along um another thing I found that come from a lot of cis straight people and it's probably like if you want to be an ally don't ask questions in group settings I don't know why so many people feel like they're entitled to asking you really personal questions um in especially in group settings I mean I know I've yeah. got it a lot do you ever get really personal questions I don't get personal questions so much but I don't know what it is to do with I'm I'm not sure if this is a queer experience or a lot of different people if it was just been my experience but like I've told like really close friends about my asexuality and then like they would make a joke about me like not loving someone or not being sexual with someone yeah. in a group setting and I'm like ha 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 I haven't come out to anyone else in this room and so now there's a whole room of people that know that there's something not like normal like uh, sarcastically normal about mm. me yeah or like it's just like I don't know who all these people are but now there's an entire party of people that know that I'm not straight and it's just like Oh, I'm not you sure. Feel if I was, exposed. I'm not yeah. sure if I was comfortable with that. Like, I don't know who these people are. What if they react negatively to that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And another thing I've seen, um, I'm not. I'm not going to name the brand, but recently I saw a, an, an Australian brand use queer as a personality adjective. <laughs> and it's like, I, I also I also feel like it happens a lot in group um, group settings or when. Uh, a cis straight person is trying to describe a person who's queer. They're like, oh, this is my friend Matilda. She's gay. <laughs> it's like, I'm a lot of other things before yeah. I'm gay. Mm, and you can also, I've definitely felt this, especially from my straight cisgender female friends, that you become like the queer friend <sighs> and yeah. it's cool. And it's like, I don't want our friendship to be based on you thinking it's cool that you know a queer person and you've probably grown up in quite a sheltered environment and this is sort of exotic for you. I want our friendship to be based on, you know, like common interests and sharing like memes and stuff like that. Just a normal friendship. Like your friendship just shouldn't change after you come out. I don't know why people can't wrap their head around that. Um, All right, so we'll get get over this. Um, (laughs) We'll throw to our next song, which is by Sid Levin Carly. Um, This is Do You Wrong. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. (laughs) 
You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. My name's Matilda. I'm here with Danny and Emily, and you just heard one of my sa- favourite songs at the moment, which is Pretty Girl by Claro. Um, we're going to jump into Froth or Not, which is where we talk about our favourite piece of queer music, TV, or stuff that's going on in our lives. Or if we're not frothing something, we'll mention that to you guys as well. Who wants to kick us off? I will. Um, so this is a big knot from my life. Um, I super do not froth when people assume that I'm dating whoever I'm hanging out with. Oh, wow. I, I live with two men, both who are straight and cis. And for some reason, every time I go out with just one of them, like when it's all three of us together, it's fine. But every time I go out with just one of them, everyone gives us these looks and everyone... Like, I've had people make comments being, oh, you guys are a cute couple. And I'm like, no, gross. Stop assuming I'm straight. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it got extra, extra hurtful last week um, because on Saturday night, someone assumed I was straight and that someone was someone who was openly gay. And I was like, queer community, I had so much hope that uh. you would not just assume this. I had said nothing about this man I'm with being my partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll jump into something a bit more positive. Um, I'm frothing everything Kehlani at the moment. Like I love Kehlani so much. I'm loving her, um, especially the song Playing With Me, which we heard earlier um, today. This track released early last year, but I've only really like discovered it now, and I've just been jamming out to it for the past week. My housemate's probably really annoyed with me, but... That stuff him. Stuff him. It's, it's a really good song. <laughs> so if you weren't here um, in the beginning with us, make sure to check that out. Yeah, my frost for this week is music related as well. So earlier in the show, we heard from the internet's own Steve Lacey with his song Guide, and that's off his new album, his debut studio album called Apollo 21, which Ooh. dropped on Friday. It's been a huge week for me because that album. <laughs> musically just like and also Steve Lacey just love him um he's an openly bi person and this album like I said musically kills it but there's also there's one track in particular called Like Me which goes for nine minutes oh nice (laughs) and he just basically celebrates his queerness during that song um it was pretty hilarious on Friday morning I got told by my dad to move off the kitchen floor because I was so absorbed listening to the <laughs> album and I was just, like, enthralled by it. So that's my froth for this week. Um, great music and great great queer representation. Yeah. And this sort of brings us to the end of our show for this week. But thank you for everyone for listening. Do maybe one of you two want to remind our listeners of where they can find us on social media? Right, so you can um, connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at SinLoud. That's S-Y-N Loud on those ones. Um, Emily? <laughs> do you <laughs> Where do can we find our podcasts, Emily? On us, Spotify, iTunes and Stitcher. And... Yeah, hit us up on our <laughs> socials. We want to hear from our interstate folks, and even if you're international, because we do sometimes get some international listeners, we love engaging with all members of the queer community. So please do hit us up. And make sure to stay tuned for Sunday Sweet, which is coming up after the after we finish up our, our <laughs> today. Coming up after us. Yeah, coming up after us. But first, we've got another queer track, which is All I Do Is Cry by Kim Petrus. You're listening to Loud and Queer. Catch you all next week.
can tune in to hear Loud and Queer streaming live on Sin Nation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria and find us on Twitter at Sin Loud. <laughs>